0: Is there not an entire section on this subject? No, yeah. Yes, I may have changed my mind in the meantime on that, so it's unfair. I may have I may have changed my mind about Peter, for example. Is your is your book for sale, it? Yes. Sir. Let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you. But have you ever asked God for forgiveness? I'm not sure I have I just go and try and do a better job from there I don't think so this is my vibe what I got something to say hey what's going on everybody welcome back to let me tell you episode 76 I'm your host the evangelical norm so we're gonna jump right into uh, this today this week's news cycle was all eyes on uh, Kenosha Wisconsin started out with the shooting of Jacob Blake Um, early this week uh, we saw a short video clip basically of him walking away from police Uh, they have their guns drawn the initial video that came out guns drawn following him he gets around he opens the door to his, his van reaches inside And officer shoots him seven times in the back. Uh, Excessive? Yeah, absolutely. Um, But even just watching the video, you knew there was a whole lot more to what was going on here. The initial story that we got was that he was a good Samaritan, had stopped to break up a fight between two women, had his three kids in the car, um, and this was just another... uh, Horrible racist shooting by police out to get another black man, and that's not at all what the video showed. I mean, this video—you could tell there was something more that was going on in this than um, than, than meets the eye. right? I mean, it was just—I mean, obviously, the dude is just walking away from the cops. They've got guns drawn um, now. Again, is is he violently resisting arrest? No, he's just walking away. And at that point, they, there were no shots fired until he gets around to his vehicle and he reaches in. Now, at this point, I'm, again, we don't know what... Apparently, there was a knife in there or he had a knife that he was carrying. Um, and so then, again, we, we waited for the rest of the story. Obviously, the people in Kenosha didn't we or the people traveling who traveled to kenosha wisconsin didn't wait for the rest of the story so because immediately we get riots and people are burning stuff down and 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 businesses going up in flames and 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 so on uh just horrible reaction to this um And then when the next video came out that showed more, we find out that, and and then more information comes out, we find that he is not a good Samaritan stopping to break up a fight between two women. He is actually a uh, man who went there to an ex-girlfriend or something, took her keys, harassed her, has a restraining order... against him by her so he's not even supposed to be there um 911 is called they're said that he's there he's taking her keys the police show up they are you know trying to to sort things out he's walking away they tase him and he shakes that off they tackle him there were two apparently two or possibly three officers on him which he he got off of him um and then walked to his vehicle and reached inside. So here, obviously they, they've tried multiple ways to, to stop this man and he's got a warrant out for his arrest. Apparently, uh, and I'm not even going to bring up the rest of his criminal history because it's not relevant. What is relevant is he had a restraining order from this woman here for domestic violence. Um, And apparently assaulted her daughter previously in some way. Um, So this man loads up his three kids in the van. Now, again, all the the narrative, the the CNN, oh, he was shot in front of his three children. This is a dude that was willing to, hey, let's go over and harass a woman that I'm not even supposed to be near. I'm going to put my three kids in the car so they can see daddy go be a more of a criminal to go deal with, to go harass this woman that I'm not even supposed to be near. Okay. Let's take a look at that. Again, I made the comment on my cousin's Facebook page. Why, how would we react if that was the way the story let out? Man loads up his three children so they can watch him go harass a woman who has a restraining order against him because he former, he had, he had previously, uh, assaulted her in some way and ab- abused her in some way for- formerly formerly um now he's he's harassing her taking her keys and then resisting arrest when the police show up to take him into custody it's a different story than the one that we got right and it it, it makes a big difference when you look at it that way. And then of course the NBA they're taking a day off that the WNBA are wearing t-shirts with bullet uh, with blood stain with shots on the back. Seven blood bloody spots it's supposed to be bullet holes on the back of their t-shirts. My question is is the WNBA going to wear a t-shirt of a woman with a black eye next time for the the woman that this man harassed? Now, again, did any of that warrant seven shots in the back? No. Maybe one. Because taser didn't work, uh, physical restraint from officers didn't work. He was he was physically going after apparently some kind of a weapon, and and likely would have. And I we can't say for sure, but with all the actions that he had portrayed up till this point, he likely would have turned and assaulted the officer with whatever weapon it was so now people's lives are in danger so did he warrant one shot in the back with the way that he was acting absolutely it was a justified shoot there's no there's no question in my mind that that is a justified shoot if he had just stopped and allowed i mean Again, okay, his three sons are in the car. Does he want to be? But this is not, you, you say, okay, my, we, I need to make sure my three sons are taken care of. But the, you just don't walk away. When you're under arrest, you are being placed under arrest because you're harassing a woman. I mean, there's so much to this that is just absolutely ridiculous. But yet, and, and people are comparing him to Emmett Till. Now, I have, com- I have compared George Floyd to Emmett Till. And again, it's not because either one of them were these absolute great men. I don't know anything about Emmett Till. I know that he was, he was uh, personally, but he did not deserve to be beaten and murdered the way that he was for, even if he did a wolf whistle or whatever you want to call it, that woman, even if he had done what they said that he did, which she came back at, at another time and said, no, it never happened. But even if he did, he did not deserve what he got. But the shocking visual of what was Emmett Till, which, which spurred on, didn't spark, but it, but it pushed, gave a, a huge push to the civil rights movement of the time. The, 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 the physical, shocking uh, appearance of what happened to Emmett Till is the same thing that we can look at with George Floyd. When we look at this with Jake, Jacob Blake, this it, nowhere near does it come close to being what Emmett Till or George Floyd. This is a man, now, again, you're gonna come, people are going to come at me with, well, George Floyd resisted arrest and he didn't want to get put in the gun and he asked to be put down on the ground and, and blah, blah, blah. Again, none of that warranted nine minutes with a knee on his neck. Once he was handcuffed and restrained properly, Chauvin should have stood up and stepped back and calmed down. But no, he, he continued to, to, you know, for nine minutes and making comments like this is what happens when you do drugs, kids. You get killed by a police officer. Jacob Blake, every action he did leading up to being shot is what warranted that shot. It's the same thing with Michael Brown. You don't go and, uh, and wrestle with a police officer for his gun and expect that somebody's not going to get shot. It could have been the police officer. It could have been a completely different situation. Would anybody have been okay with Michael Brown wrestling a gun away and murdering a police officer? Again, those are things we don't look at when we're, when we're dealing with this. Who knows what this guy could have done? Did he deserve seven shots in the back? Absolutely, that's excessive. But one, two shots would have absolutely been warranted. Now, he's not dead. He, he's paralyzed, and but he's going to continue to live. So this was not a policeman murdering a black man. But again, that's the narrative is they're just, they're being hunted every single day. And it's not true statistically it is it is not true visually uh, you know what we're seeing thrown up in social media the appearance is given that this is true but statistically it does not bear out does it mean that it's not a bad thing when a police officer shoots a black man unwarranted unarmed absolutely not it's a horrible thing training needs to be increased and, and so on but Yeah, it's sometimes shootings are justified. And when you look at all the facts surrounding this case and not his criminal background, I mean, the fact that he had assaulted this woman and had a restraining order is pertinent to this case. The sexual assault charge against a 15 year old that happened earlier does not have bearing on this case. So even though I said I wasn't going to mention it now, I mentioned it me um again i don't i don't care about what george floyd did 10 years ago what he did 20 minutes before he was killed yeah that's pertinent but then all the other information has to be put together to go is this justified or no jacob blake shot in the back justified george floyd knee on the neck for nine minutes to death not justified, not justified at all, and then we get the other situation for Kenosha, we get, I think, Kyle Rittenhouse, is that his name, I don't, I don't know, I didn't, I didn't look it up, I'm pretty sure that's what it is, Rittenhouse, Rittenhour, something to that effect, 17-year-old kid, who decides because of the riots that are happening because of the Jacob Blake shooting, he decides he's going to go to Kenosha. His mom's going to drive him in. He's 17 years old, drives out there to protect a car lot that I've heard so many different things. Maybe he worked there, maybe he didn't. Something to that effect, but he's carrying an AR-15. Still bothers me that people keep calling it an assault rifle. It is not an assault rifle. It is a long rifle. That's That's a more accurate term for what he had. But, so he goes out there, he's armed with an AR-15, he's protecting this, this piece of property, um, rendering medical aid. He's an EMT, so he's helped people out, he's given aid, done all this stuff, had conversations with the cops. Maybe if they had asked him what his age was, they could have taken the weapon away from him because he was illegally carrying in Wisconsin. You're not able to open carry under the age of 18. Do I agree with that law? No, but it's a law that should have been obeyed. And then again, the, the, the videos that I've seen and so on, I can't tell everything, but people smarter than I have analyzed these very well. And there was a shot fired before he fired any shots, something was thrown at him. And then the first person that he shot was, he was defending himself and then he's running from a mob that is coming after him somebody hits him with a skateboard he shoots that person then somebody comes at him with a gun where he shoots that person in the arm so he kills two people maims another guy uh and and again when when all is said and done and analyzed and and so on my initial reaction again when we jump to conclusions i mean the, the news, CNN or somebody's putting out that this kid's a white supremacist, which is not true at all. There's no signs that he was a, any kind of white supremacist, nationalist, or anything like that. He was just a kid that said, I'm going to go help protect some property against some people who are doing horrible, illegal things, burning down people's livelihoods. And then he got caught up. In a situation where he probably shouldn't have been. Ended up killing two people in defense of himself. Maiming a third. And then was arrested. And now they're trying to to, to charge him with first degree murder. The same as they're trying to charge Chauvin with second degree murder. Which I don't think is going to stick. So what is happening is all this stuff is being overcharged. These are things that are not going to to stick in any way, I mean, if Derek Chauvin broke the law, should be guilty of at least manslaughter, and if that's what they charged him with, I think they could get that and he could be put away. This kid, maybe he's a, he's a, he's a, um, guilty of breaking some law, but the shootings that he engaged in, as from other people's analysis because i'm not somebody who can can take that and 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 analyze it accurately but from other people's analysis it was justified as self-defense but yet in all of that it's still it's 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 blown up that he's a white supremacist he's a trump supporter all these lies that came out of the media and nobody's going back if, if Jacob Blake hadn't, hadn't decided to put his three sons in a vehicle and show them just how a man goes and harasses a woman, it's great parenting there. If he had not done that, if he had not resisted the arrest, then none of these people would be on None of these situations, none of these riots would be happening. And this young man would have never gone out there. And those other people would not have died. Can you see the, the, the chain of events that is leading one thing to another that is absolutely unnecessary? If people had, had stopped and waited for more information and not just started burning things down, an overreaction, a criminal overreaction to what had happened, likely most people would not have, have given two more thoughts. To the situation with Jacob Blake. I mean, I don't think many people are really wanting to exonerate a guy who is violating the restraining order by harassing the woman that he had previously beaten. Right? Anybody anybody wanna 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 exonerate that dude? I mean, what, what does it say to her? What does it say to her daughter? When this guy has become the hero in the situation when they just wanted to be protected and the police did what they could to protect them. And it cost uh, this guy being shot, which got and then in turn caused riots, which brought this man to Kenosha and got two more people killed and another person uh, maimed and disfigured for life. When is somebody going to say enough is enough? Stop. I mean, we got, we've got Antifa and BLM marching through the streets, trying to force people to raise their hand and, and, and you know, in and, and solidarity with them. And then if they don't, they're in their face, harassing them, calling them names and so on. That's what fascism looks like. I don't care how much you want to call yourself anti-fascist, anti fa When you are literally engaging in and in fascist activities, trying to force people into conformity with your opinion by by harassment and, and terrorizing them. I mean, this is what leads to these situations. And then why do we mistrust the media because of this garbage? fiery, but mostly peaceful protests after police shootings with burning buildings in the back. Fiery, but mostly peaceful. That is not mostly peaceful. That is actually the exact opposite of mostly peaceful. This is like negative peaceful. When people are burning crap down, CNN is just... (sighs) Why do you think we don't trust the media? This is why. This kind of garbage that they're putting out trying to convince people that that it's mostly peaceful no no i'm not buying it anymore even when it's not physical violence or burning things down when you're walking through uh neighborhoods or or restaurant districts or whatever where people are sitting outside just trying to enjoy their food and you're in people's faces shouting at them because they won't hold up to your hand that's not peaceful that is not mostly peaceful that is it's ridiculous and then another guy put out that that, (laughs) um, Trump calling these things a riot proves just how desperate he is for reelection by by term but the picture behind him is literally burning buildings how do you how do you how are we trying to argue the fact of whether or not these are riots these are absolutely riots people are are looting and that is not uh, equivalent to reparations which we've heard people say before and the rhetoric is getting worse and worse we're hearing people talking about if they won't agree with us, we'll burn their F A's down, right? It's just, it's so ridiculous. And then where do we stand as Christians? Where, where do we as Christians find ourselves in this? We have to find ourselves in a place of truth. We have to try to align ourselves with some sort of truth in the situation. And the truth is, is that all of this is overreaction, violent, criminal overreaction to, yeah, there are issues that need to be dealt with. Whether it's, whether any of these cops are actually racist or not, or if it's just a a lack of training, or if it is, uh, Resistance by by black men and women, you know, whatever it is, there is something that is broken that we know, and there is a solution. Again, the only thing that is going to cause men like Michael Brown to not uh, rough up a, a store owner, rob him, and then charge a police officer, try to wrestle away his gun, and get caught. The only thing that's going to stop people like that who would do something like that is the gospel of Jesus Christ is having their heart changed. The only thing that's going to cause a a bad cop like Derek Chauvin to no longer use excessive force on on suspects and and people who he's. Incarcerated in some way, shape, or form of using excessive force on them to the point of killing them is going to be the change of heart that is brought by the gospel. That's what, again, and I, I, nobody, apparently nobody wants to hear it. You know, I mean, I see it on Facebook all the time, they're talking about the gospel. The gospel is not, the gospel is. No matter what you think, the gospel is still the answer. Do Are there other things that we should do beyond just preaching the gospel? Yeah. We should look into better training for police officers. We should look into ways of, of changing attitudes of of people who... Again, and, and as I'm talking it out, there's no way to change the attitude of somebody who is willing to walk away from officers, guns pulled, drawn, get tased, shake that off, get back up, carry cops on your back or whatever, shrugging off those who are physically trying to restrain you and reaching in. The only thing that is going to change that kind of an attitude is the gospel of Jesus Christ. There's nothing else. That dude, I mean, watching that video, it was almost like he was trying to get to suicide by cop. Because I don't know what he thought it was going. Did he think that because of all this stuff, those cops were just going to let him go? Because of all the things that were going on? All the, 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 you know, the the BLM and, and so on? Did he think that? Or was he trying to get shot? Was he trying to be, you know a martyr for the I don't know but the only thing that can change that kind of an attitude is the gospel of Jesus Christ being saved and recognizing your own sin and your need for a savior and that's bottom line guys I I gotta come back all the time that's what I've got to come back to is the bottom line is the gospel of Jesus Christ we've got to be out there we've got to be preaching it and is it going to change everything in the world no We recognize that we live in a fallen world and these things are going to happen. And, and yeah, I mean, explore possible ways. I mean, conversations. We did the, 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 uh, dare God series for weeks with Kurt, uh, Kurt Kennedy, Kurt Allen, um, with his church and people. And we talked these things out and talking these things out are great looking for solutions find, trying to find ways to say how can we make this better but ultimately and again bottom line we've got to come back to the gospel because it doesn't matter if we make it all better if we get every you know everybody happy go lucky not not you know everybody loves everybody but if people are still going to hell There's still a a, a broken, sinful nature that is going to, at some point in time, spark something that is going to lead to where we are again. the only thing that can stop that is the gospel. This was a hard week. It really was. As I sat, I was like, I mean, and and others, you know, listening to Kira Davis's podcast, and I love when that happens, Great big loud noises in the middle of the podcast. You would think that I would turn down the volume on all these machines in this room. Um, watching or listening to Kira Davis's uh, podcast. Apparently, she kind of went through a lot of the same stuff. It's like, I just want to quit. I mean, I, I sat down last night to, to record this podcast. And after two or three attempts, I was just like, I'm just going to bed. And then tonight, same thing. It was like after two or three attempts as I started out and just couldn't figure it out. I'm like, you know what? I just got to power through it. I just got to power through it. I just got to talk it out and let it go and, and see where it goes. And this is where we got. <laughs> this is where we got. And again, it's all, it, it's it's not a bad place to come back to. It's not a bad place to come back to go. We need to preach the gospel. I would love to have 10 minutes in the, co- in the hospital with Jacob Blake to share the gospel with him. I'd love to have a few minutes with Derek Chauvin to share the gospel with him. And, and any number of other people. The cop who shot Jacob Blake. The cop who shot Richard Brooks. The cop who shot Brianna Taylor. I would love to have a conversation with them and I would love to have had the conversation with the other ones that have passed already. And unfortunately, I can't. But the conversation that I would want to have would be to share the gospel. Call them to repentance. Call them to putting their faith and their trust in the sacrifice that Jesus made on their behalf so that they could be forgiven of their sins. They can have the heart of, of stone removed and a heart of flesh put back in its place by the Holy Spirit. And then... We start to see things change because that is what changes the human heart and the human condition is a regeneration that only comes through repentance and faith in Jesus Christ. So preach the gospel at all times, use words, they're necessary. And until next week, Soli Deo Gloria. Mm.